The Old Premeds Podcast, session number 261. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I get the privilege of answering your questions that you ask over at premedforums.com, specifically the non-traditional pre-med discussion. I take those questions, my team pulls those questions and gives them to me to answer for you here every week on this podcast. If you do not yet subscribe for free to the old Premeds podcast, you can do so Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to check out mapped at mapped.com, M-A-P-P-D.com. As soon as you know you are a pre-med student, I believe that you should be using Mapped. Mapped is the new technology platform that I co-founded and we released in public to uh, in beta to the public back in August of 2020. It's only been out for a few months and we have well over a thousand students using Mapped every day to track their progress to medical school. But not only track, but also get feedback and help navigate their progress to medical school. As soon as you log into MAPT, you'll be asked a few basic questions when you plan on starting medical school, when you plan on taking the MCAT, what school you go to, the the common classes taken at your school. And with all of the information that you give MAPT, we can give you personalized feedback directly inside of MAPT. And now you can also invite your pre-med advisor or who, whoever you consider your advisor or your mentor to have an account at MAPT and view your information from a read-only basis. And that way, when you set up an interview with your advisor, they'll already have access to everything you've put in to MAPT. And you won't waste time going over all of those details. And you can get to the heart of the meeting to give you feedback directly from your advisor on your next steps. Go sign up for a free two-week trial today at MAPT.com, M-A-P-P-D. Our student today has a long journey to medical school, something maybe MAPT could have helped with, but I'm not sure. Our student's title of the post is over five years of undergrad. I took three and a half years to finish an associate's degree in nursing right after high school. Then, after about six years, I went back to college to get a bachelor's in cell and molecular biology. Only 11 out of all of the nursing courses were counted toward the biology degree. I finished two years of coursework for this program and went out of the country due to personal issues. Now I'm planning to go back to finish the degree, and I have about 47 credit hours left. How will AMCAS and ACOMAS classify my over five years of undergrad coursework? Not to mention I still need about two more years to finish the bachelor's degree. So this is a very common question, especially for students who are on a delayed schedule, the the slow rollers in the academic world who are taking their time, whether personal issues, family issues, that's just their preference to go slow, whether it's a financial thing, uh, whatever the reason, there are a lot of students who take this delayed 
path to getting a degree. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Yes, there will be some questions, especially if you've never really taken a full course load. That will be the biggest concern. If you have strong reasons for why you have taken such a protracted and prolonged journey to medical school, then you can easily tell your story and and tell the truth. I think a lot of students, they ask these types of questions, whether it's about this or something else, for fear that the truth will hurt them. And at the end of the day, unless it's something really bad, your truth is your savior. Your truth is, I struggled. I had financial issues. I had to go out of the country because of visa issues. I was burned out and I wanted to travel, so I, I traveled. I did this, I did that. All right, tell your truth. Your story, your specific reasons for why you're doing what you're doing, the path that you specifically are on, that is specific and unique to you. That is your story. So don't fear telling your story and and really owning the path that you've been on and the, the, the specific journey and delays in this case that you've had. Now, the, the kind of nuts and bolts to the answer is anyone who has a non-traditional journey to medical school, who doesn't take a traditional freshman course load, sophomore course load, junior course load, senior course load, AMCAS, and I'm speaking specifically to AMCAS, and I think ACOMAS is the same, although I don't know the nuts and bolts of ACOMAS as well. AMCAS will will basically say, here are the credit hours that are typically considered freshman credit hours. And, and if your credits that you're taking, even if it's your third year of school, if it's still considered kind of freshman credit hours, mark it as freshman. If it's considered sophomore credit hours, even if it's your fourth year of school, mark it as sophomore credits. So your your uh, best friend during this journey are the instruction manuals that go with AMCAS, that go with ACOMAS, that go with TMDSAS. All of the questions typically that you have are answered in the instruction manual. So non-traditional students, again, non-traditional students who aren't in a very structured four-year uh, and I'm done kind of time frame, you are going to go off of the conversion of your credit hours at that point and look at what AMCAS would consider those credit hours. Do they consider them freshman, sophomore, junior, senior credit hours? I've seen applicants who have taken lots of classes before graduating and they just have a ton of senior credit hours because AMCAS basically says after a certain number, like just count everything as senior coursework if you have yet to graduate. Now, obviously that's different if you did graduate, then most of that coursework, if not all, will be considered post-bac coursework. But if you haven't graduated and you're just racking up credit hours everywhere, you're gonna have a very big senior credit hour total. So read the instruction manuals. Don't worry about how your prolonged journey will will be seen by the medical schools because your journey is unique to you. It is you. I did a podcast once with a student named Fernando. That was episode 285 
of the pre-med years, premedyears.com slash 285. And Fernando was like 10 years of an undergraduate journey. He was an immigrant to this country. He would do some coursework, would go get a job, would move, get a job, do a little coursework. And he finally was set on this path to becoming a physician did his work, got in at multiple acceptances, uh, close to a full ride, if not a full ride, to medical school because of his journey. So don't worry about your specific journey. Your story that is driving who you are and why you're doing what you're doing is going to be more important than all of that. So with that said, Hopefully that will help you. Again, the instruction manuals are your friend. I don't think enough students read the instruction manuals, understand what the application services want and need and and what those nuances are. I had a student uh, just yesterday or two days ago send me their application. I was looking at it as a student I, I was working with, and they mistakenly on the AMCAS application, they didn't estimate out the the time that they were going to have both date-wise and hours-wise from the time they submitted their application to when they were planning to start medical school. AMCAS allows you to do that. And so it looks weird on an application when all of your activities stop the moment you are supposedly submitting your application. The question is going to be, well, what are you doing? I don't know what you're doing during this time. Are you doing nothing? Are you, do you think you're just done with this whole process and you're, you want your acceptance and then you'll move on to the next part? So don't skip out reading the instruction manuals because there's lots of details in there that will ultimately help you with your application and prevent you from making very common mistakes that I see day in and day out. All right, hopefully that was helpful. Again, don't forget to check out premedforms.com. Ask your question there if you want to be potentially featured here on the old premeds podcast. Don't forget to check out mapped.com where we'll give you feedback on your journey to medical school based on all the information that you are putting in to mapped. And now you can share that with your advisors so they can have access and, and follow along with what you are doing as well to make your meetings with your advisor more high level and more personalized to you. Those advisor accounts are free for them to view and help you on your journey to medical school. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.